0: So the other day, and it might have been even last week, I'm going through some messages and emails, and I got an email from a friend of mine that I've known for a number of years, and he was sharing with me and several others something that was on his mind. And he said something strange, like even a false flag, is about to happen. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman So as many of you probably know, I record this program before it has to air, which means that sometimes news stories will finish out during the day that I can't fully address as I'm producing the program. I've got a number of radio stations that carry the program at different times, so it does make it difficult to uh, keep things as timely as on a daylight today as I would like to see. I get up this morning, and all of a sudden we're hearing about some kind of a bomb threat in Washington, D.C., and then I'm thinking, what a perfect day for a false flag event. I'm not saying that it is. I'm just saying it just seems perfect timing. I mean, the House and the Senate are on their August recess. They're not there. The Supreme Court, they're on vacation. Joe Biden has been on vacation, except when he came back to the White House to address the disaster in Afghanistan. And some say he's been on vacation since long before he ran for president and still is. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to go there today. And somebody also pointed out, A lot of people are not in D.C. right now. What a perfect time for a false flag event, if it is one. Besides, I read an article the other day that said, you know, the the Democrats in the House, particularly Nancy Pelosi, are getting deeply concerned that people are already forgetting about and no longer caring about the so-called insurrection On January the 6th, they need to keep that narrative alive to keep beating those that um, have questions about the election. Those that have questions about the direction our nation is going to keep them controlled and at bay. So I don't know, as I record this program, events may have changed by the time you're hearing it, but it just does for whatever reason. It just bothers me a little bit that it just seems so perfectly timed. After all, it could be just a thorough coincidence. Who knows? Yesterday when I was completing, I said I was going to look at some news stories and also look at God's word on where we are. And this is a hard thing to do because I've only got a short amount of time on radio and I've got several stories to cover all of which become a piece of the puzzle. I've never considered myself a super biblical scholar uh, ready to do expository preaching on every topic. Like many of you, we understand the basics of what the Bible has been teaching, what the Christian faith was teaching at the the very beginning with the disciples, with St. Paul and others that traveled. One of the things that it's, we need to understand right up front. We as Christians always need to live in a in a time of expectation, a perpetual advent, so to speak. Because the Bible is emphatically clear, and this is where I have issues with many end-time preachers, The Bible is emphatically clear that no man knoweth the day nor the hour of our Lord's imminent return. We just don't know. I can remember way back when I was probably a college student. I went to a, oh, kind of a retreat center for a day or two, Christian retreat center. And there was some people preaching on biblical prophecy at the time. And there were several that talked, and there were some that just seemed way over the top, almost being date setters. And that's a dangerous thing to do. And we've seen it over and over again. I, I can remember the, a book that came out in the 1980s. I had a, a brother-in-law was so convinced the book was true, he wanted to mail us a copy and, and have me look at it. And I'd already heard about it. It was written by a guy named uh, Ken Wissenit. Ken was a former NASA engineer, very intelligent guy, and a Christian. And he thought that with his knowledge and and the abilities that he had and, and the study that he put in, and even using the power of early computers, he came up with a book called Ready for this? The 88 Reasons That Jesus Will Return in 1988. Remember that book? And 1988 was a year also predicted by Hal Lindsey in his bestseller book, The Late Great Planet Earth, where he surmised that a generation is 40 years. This book came out in the 70s. I can remember reading it, too. Yes, I had my copy of the late, great planet Earth, and I, I actually fell for it for a while. And how Lindsay speculated, because he decided a generation is 40 years. Israel became a nation in 1948. And so thus, Jesus had to return in 1988. 40 years, a generation. He was tying scriptures together. Well, for both Ken Wissenit and also for our writer of the late great planet Earth, Hal Lindsey, they were wrong. 1989 came, 1990 came. Look, in 1989, there was another book by Ken Wissenit trying to revive his, his newfound ministry, saying, I made a mistake. Here's the 89 reasons Jesus will return in 1989. And then he tried it in 1990, and nobody paid attention. And most of us, most people have forgotten who Ken Wilson it is. But he was there. He was, he was well known at the time. We are truly living in a unique time. And, and I always remind you that we have gone through very difficult times in the world since the day that Jesus walked the face of the earth. There's nothing new under the sun. We've always had trials. We've always had tribulations. We've always had dangers. We've always had martyrs. Though we in the United States have never faced real persecution. I think we're getting ready to face some real persecution if you claim the name of Christ. And I'll explain where it's coming from. And why people of faith are going to be minimized in the not too distant future. Right now, I want to take us to a story, and and this one comes out of Israel. And, and I thought this was rather telling. In Israel, there's a Knesset member, and he's vowing to rebel against the, Rosh Hashana lockdowns, and he's going to attend prayer services regardless of what the government says. And he reminds everybody what it says in Leviticus 25, verse 9. He said, Then ye shall sound the shofar loud in the seventh month of the tenth day of the month, the day of atonement. You shall have the shofar sounded throughout your land. And so this member of the Jewish Knesset, the government, is telling the officials he's not playing games with this COVID lockdown. His faith in God is stronger than his faith in those that are afraid of a virus. And he announced, he announced he belongs to the United Torah Party. He announced that if there's indeed a lockdown over the high holiday season, he will defiantly go to the synagogue. Even if there's a closure during the holidays, I will attend, is what he said. You cannot prevent a Jew from worshiping during these required high holidays. And the statement was made in response to a threat by Israel's new prime minister. And I'm very concerned about the direction this prime minister is going to take the nation of Israel. He said, if more people don't get vaccinated, they won't be able to celebrate Rosh Hashanah. Wow. The vaccine is becoming the criteria to get your life back. We've been told that here in the United States how many times. If you just get vaccinated, take off your mask. And now it's, well, even if you are vaccinated, keep it on. And the silliness of all this masking nonsense. I mean, yeah, these little two for a dollar from Walmart uh, fake surgical mask. That's what they are. They're just China made fake surgical masks that, that fulfill your obligation to the government that you're wearing a face covering. And they only may have a 2%, listen to me carefully, they may only have a 2% chance of blocking an outgoing droplet that might contain a virus. The other 90% are getting through just fine. So it's theater. It's all phony. It's all fake. The only mask that the CDC early on, early on, before it became so stinking political, they talked about the the N95 series of masks and another one with the, the same ni- uh, number like a KN95. They're not that cheap. They are a few dollars a piece. And, you know, you got to keep disposing of them. If you've got a kid in school, expect to spend $30, $40 a week on, on a face mask. And, and there are not many of those N95s designed to fit on the face of a child. I mean, that's just the truth. In order for an N95 mask to work, it must be properly fitted, properly sized, proper tension, proper everything, and they must be changed very frequently. That's not happening. So we, I was in Walmart the other day. I know I'm getting off topic here. I just want to, before I forget, we're walking through the children's section. Yeah, I don't like shopping there, but sometimes there are a few things you got to get there, whether you like it or not. So we're walking through the children's section and they're all, there's these pretty girl dresses for school. These nice school outfits with a matching face mask. (laughs) And it's made out of cloth you can look through. The schools will demand your child wear a face covering. That little piece of cloth is worthless in either direction. And as I shared the other day, um, I'm not going to play it now, but the little girl that said, uh, I, I will wear my face mask because I do not want to, to get COVID. I'm going to wear it because I don't want to get COVID. In other words, she's been misled to believe That a face covering is going to help her. But getting back to this guy in Israel. He points out the education ministry was not even ready for this beginning of the school year. In the ultra-Orthodox institutions. He is going to make a stand. And we're finding that there are a lot of people in the state of Israel. And this is important to understand. Listen to me carefully. There are a lot of very secular people in Israel. There are a lot of what we call, and they use the term reformed. I, I, I don't know if that's the best term to use in terms of Jewish orthodoxy or not. But let's just say a reinvented cultural Judaism. And you see a lot of it beginning to take root in Israel. You know, the government of Israel, like every other government, is trying to play this game that we're going to get our country to somehow a zero morbidity from COVID. And, and now there are thousands of confirmed cases, but we talked about that yesterday, the difference between those that are vaccinated. I know in the United States, if you are vaccinated, they use a lower threshold, cycle threshold on the test than if you are unvaccinated. This will, this will skew the numbers to get the narrative they demand the media push out. And I'm not making this stuff up. You can find it for yourself if you're willing to take the time and look it up at the CDC's own website. There's hundreds if not thousands of documents buried in the CDC website. And so their recommendations, and you can bet they're being followed, especially in blue states, to keep the COVID numbers high in the unvaccinated and pretend it doesn't happen among those that have gotten the shot. And so here's somebody in Israel that's making it very clear that his faith, his faith, his belief as a Jewish person to be observant and obey God comes before obeying the state of Israel. How many Christians would act the same way? I get a lot of emails to myself personally because of some of the ministry work I've done over the years. And I I get some of these advertising things, and I got one the other day, and I'm not going to name the company, but it it was one of those saying, so with the Delta variant here, Are you now ready for your online digital ministry? They're already trying to sell equipment and services and, you know, social media stuff to attach Facebook and Twitter to your church and and be able to, you know, have your your live service without anybody there, and you're going to do it. You're going to do it on social media. You're going to do it on a web-based platform because... You know, it's going to be too dangerous for Bible believing Christians to gather together in the name of Jesus Christ, who created us, our healer, because he's too weak. You know, Jesus in communion may give you the coronavirus. I look at these stories. I look at some of the things that people say. I look at how we're treating this virus. And I look at the scripture. even before even before this pandemic began i had recognized something way back oh 2016 even before of course but i watched the years go by and i've watched the increasing secularization of our society the anger the just the literal red face, screaming, obscenity, anger toward people of faith. It was already increasing long before the pandemic came along. I've always been amazed. I'll make a posting, and this goes back when I spent a lot of time doing other things, and I I, I put something out, and and it's amazing how the atheists that hate God can find something you write And then they immediately want to attack you and make a comment about you and your Sky Fairy God, this, that, and the other. You need to believe in science. You need to believe in this. You need to believe in that. And there is no God. When you die, it's all over. Enjoy it while you got it. And it's like the old Schlitz beer commercial, get all the gusto you can get. I mean, that's kind of the attitude. And I'm always amazed that those that claim there is no God spend an exorbitant amount of time chasing after those that believe there is a God that have faith in Jesus Christ only to criticize, ridicule, and try to make us an outcast of society. Right now, and I knew this in the night, before the pandemic, and I can remember, I can remember in 2019... My wife and I were talking. It was getting, I think it was like before Christmas time in 2019. And I had not that long before ascended to a different position within my church body, or was going to be ascending anyway, to a different position within my church body. And I'm thinking about what needs to be done as soon as it can be done. I was already reaching out to friends that wanted to talk about church missions. And, and I'm thinking to myself, we've got all kind of churches out there. And, and my concern then is it is today, my concern back in 2019, many formerly very Bible-believing churches have abandoned the Scripture, and they're misleading the people. And you go to Revelation the book of Revelation, you can see the seven churches of Asia, Asia Minor. And in those seven churches, you see some of the negative attributes that fit many of the churches today, those that have abandoned the faith, those that no longer are holding fast to what they had received. And I was deeply concerned about those that were moving into political wokeness I never believed we would accelerate so rapidly in just a handful of years, from like 2015 until now. Six-year time. In six years, transgenderism is now a thing. And I'm looking at this news story that came out, and and it really, it, it's disturbing. Hobby Lobby has been ordered to pay for not allowing a trans employee to use the women's restroom. That's right. A state court in Illinois ordered the Christian craft store chain to pay over $200,000 in fines for refusing to allow one of its trans identified employees to use the women's bathroom. The three-judge appellate court panel, three morally, intellectually, and spiritually bankrupt judges. That's why I say we have the Department of Injustice. Our justice departments now are woke and increasingly unreliable and dangerous. The three-judge panel unanimously ruled last Friday that Hobby Lobby violated the Illinois Human Rights Act by declining to allow One of its employees to use the bathroom that corresponds with the person's gender identity. In other words, with what I'm going to say, I'm going to say it. I don't care what anybody says. You can call me a hate speech person. I don't care. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm not going to lie to you. They wouldn't allow a mentally ill employee that believes he's a woman to use a woman's bathroom. That's what it comes down to. This is a satanic sickness that is multiplying literally before our very eyes. I mean, this has gone from a rarity to an everyday occurrence. And plus, fees for the emotional distress. The company argued the fine was excessive. However, the court did not find Hobby Lobby's arguments persuasive. Of course they're not. These are reprobate-minded evil justices that have no honor, decency, or the love of Christ in them to tell the truth. That's what it boils down to. These judges believe that a man can declare himself a woman and run into a little girl's bathroom any old time they want. This is sickness of the extreme. This is a reprobate mind. The Bible warned about it. In this case, the employee who had been working for Hobby Lobby since, ready for this, 1998, hired as a biological male, decided recently to be identified as Megan. Megan. I mean, in 2010, the family informed Hobby Lobby of her transition and her intent to begin using the women's bathroom at the store. Somerville presented the store with an updated driver's license, Social Security card, and name change order. Hobby Lobby changed her personnel record and benefits to reflect a so-called female identity, The store never allowed the employee to use the women's restroom over the past decade. Now, by the way, and and you know, I did this whole thing. The store did install now to, to make things easy, so there's no question. The store spent the money to install a unisex restroom in 2013. Enabling store employees and customers to use the bathroom corresponding to their biological sex or, or have the privacy of the unisex bathroom if they have gender dysphoria. I think it was very over-the-top and unnecessary, but I will give Hobby Lobby. They tried to accommodate Hobby Lobby's provision of that bathroom is available to everybody. But she says, I, I demand, or he demands, you know, you're always going to have an X and Y chromosome. You're never going to get that washed away. It's never going to change. You're a, a man pretending to be a woman who's had their, your body butchered by willing doctors to accommodate your mental illness. But see, it doesn't matter. We we've known this is a mental illness. It is so rare, by the way, and and I'm and I can tell you from experiences over the years, there are those extremely rare situations where there's a biological issue at birth. Now, now people are making these decisions and they're demanding to be treated in a way that would make women uncomfortable, I don't get it. This decision, this decision by the Illinois Appellate Court against Hobby Lobby comes as Congressional Democrats are pushing for the passage of the Equality Act, which would enshrine all these special protections into federal law. Meaning that stores like Hobby Lobby or any business you own, you'll have to accommodate regardless of your faith. Hey, we see it all the time now. If you're a Christian, you you have to, by the power of government beating you over the head and taking your money and your home and your business, you have to accommodate things that you know the Bible declares as sin and you're supposed to rejoice in it and and be a part of it this is not the america that i remember growing up this is not the the country that ronald reagan said was like the shining city on a hill we are now a corrupt nation a morally degenerate nation and increasingly we're being led by reprobate reprobate-minded leadership. People like Adam Schiff would rather, rather climb a tree to tell a lie than ever stand on the ground and share one iota of truth. I don't think the man is capable any longer of even sharing anything that is truthful. He is so convinced of his own lies and he lives in his own lies. He wallows in his own lies. And he demands you believe in every one of his lies. One of the things the needs to understand, you as a Christian need to completely understand. We do not know when Jesus will return again. We don't. The Bible's clear. No man knows the day or the hour, period. So anybody that's telling you he's coming. You know, what did Jesus say? Someone will say, here's the Christ, there's the Christ. Don't, don't run and follow him. Don't waste your time. But there is coming a time when we as Christians, and it's happened more than once in the 2,000 years since Jesus walked the face of the earth, there are times that we need to find our place of sanctuary in this fallen world. The Christians of the early church, they they understood what St. Paul really meant when he said, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. The early Christians broke the civil law by gathering together to worship, to give praise, thanksgiving, share the Lord's table. This is what the early Christians did. And it could get them thrown to the lion's den, persecuted, and lose everything. And Jesus reminds his disciples, as he reminds you and I today, many will be hated for my name's sake. Well, until about, oh, I don't know, the 1990s, the idea of Christians being hated for being a Christian in the United States seemed like something that was virtually impossible. Oh, a few people didn't like you. But they were considered quacks and wackos anyway, so no one paid them attention. Now those quacks and wackos run our government. They're entrenched. And they spend their time coming after the things you hold dear and you believe. Are you ready? Are you prepared? That's the reason I do this radio show every day. Sometimes we talk about the politics, sometimes we talk about what the Bible has to say. Today I'm going to try I'm trying to bring the two together so you understand. Things are happening before our very eyes that seemed virtually impossible just 20 years ago. Do you believe in what we're trying to do here at Truth to Ponder? When I started this program almost a year ago, I didn't know how long it would last. I just knew the Lord laid on my heart, and I can remember sitting in this very tiny little office that I have, which I've converted into a tiny little studio. I was debating doing just maybe a once or twice a week little video podcast. I got a little camera here. I'd never used it yet. Where I could sit here and change the background electronically. Isn't that neat? And and just talk about the world that we were seeing then last year. But how things have ramped up politically and otherwise, and the Lord just said, do what you do best, <laughs> radio. That's, that's You're not a TV guy. I may still do that occasionally, I, when, if time ever permits. But the Lord just laid on my heart to begin this radio program, to share the truth of God in light of the world's affairs the things that we're seeing before our very eyes. And that's why the name Truth to Ponder came came into being. We, we have used radio as our primary means of communications and International Shortwave being the bulk of that right now. And I'm telling you that I'm, I'm working hard on a project that'll come together, I believe, In September, October, somewhere in there, probably in time for what you shortwave listeners know as the B21 season. Hope we'll be adding a number of hours, asmas, and frequencies. So that'll come up soon. We're in truly a perilous time, my friend. A very strange time indeed. If you believe in the work we're doing, would you consider maybe a small financial gift? There are two ways of doing it. You can go to our website, truth2ponder.com truth2ponder.com There's a way to support us from there. I know that even Anchor uh, podcast, there's a way to give monthly support automatically if you'd like. And of course, you can mail a check made out to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. And we are 21 Berkshire Lane B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E 21 Berkshire Lane number 263 that's our secure box number 263 and we're located in Sky Valley 2 words Sky Valley Georgia and the zip code 30537 that's 30537 this is truth to
1: ponder with Bob Beerman willing his will Shalom Alechem, This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. A lot of believers have a strange idea, and that's if you will something, then it can't be the Spirit. And yet God's Word is filled with the opposite. You can't read the Bible without reading the word choose. You can't get saved without the word choose. And to choose, it takes your will, and that's the Spirit. It says, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's from the Torah, from the ancient Hebrew scriptures onward. That takes your will. And that's the spirit. Some believers think that following God means just going along with the flow. Yes and no. Because you see, there are different flows. There's the flow of the spirit and then there's the flow of the world. In order to serve God, you have to choose the flow of the spirit and you have to choose against the flow of the world. That requires choice, determination, decision, and will. So many believers spend their whole lives trying to find the will of God. But the Bible is not so much about finding the will of God. It's about obeying the will of God. And obeying the will of God is, in other words, willing the will of God. You want the will of God in your life? Well, stop asking everybody about it and choose it. it. takes your will. Choose the will of God. Be willing and will to do the will of God. Choose it. Obey it. Agree on it. Decide on it. Will it. No matter what else is happening, no matter what you're feeling, no matter what's going on around you, no matter what the situation is, you choose, you be hardened and stubborn to do the will of God. And the will of God will be done in your life on earth as it is in heaven. Want more? Ask for the root of the righteous. Now, the free gift for you. The most incredible evidence of Messiah. In the writings of the rabbis, you'll get it in the mystery of the temple doors. You'll love it. Plus, Sapphire is guaranteed to give you the power of living a victorious life in God, all free. How do you get these free gifts? Well, you have to will to dial it. Just remember Jesus' Hebrew name. That's it. Easy. And you dial it. It's Yeshua. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be so blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, my friend, you're on this earth for a great purpose, to be a blessing. So I invite you to join me in bring the greatest blessing to the unreached peoples of this world. Salvation to five continents with over a billion people. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. You'll be, I'll be blessed. Listen, to hear from you, questions, comments, whatever you got. Just write direct to the nice Jewish boy, box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, zip is 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy. It's box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Gon saying, Shalom Aleichem, peace be to you, my friend and Messiah, Adon Olam, the Lord of all.
0: This is is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I want to welcome you back to part two of Truth to Ponder. It is a Thursday. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. As I said at the beginning of the program, we have to record this program earlier in the day. And sometimes there are new stories that are developing that's kind of hard to comment upon because you don't know how it's going to come out. And I mentioned at the beginning of the program, I was trying to watch the news story out of Washington, D.C., where the dark uh, Chevrolet pickup truck with the big tires is sitting, uh, allegedly a guy that claims to have a bomb. That's all I know right now. And as you hear this program today in the afternoon and evening, things may be different. But I'm going to just say it because I just had, as I mentioned, at the beginning of the program today, a friend of mine had shared just some thinking to a few of his friends, and I'm one of them. And I think it was like maybe last Friday or maybe over the weekend. I can't remember. He just said, I've got this uneasy feeling that there's going to be something happening to divert our attention and get us thinking about, you know, January the 6th all over again said, people are beginning to forget and not care about that narrative. In D.C., I mean, that's all Nancy Pelosi wants to talk about, is we have to talk about the insurrectionist and the evil Donald Trump and, and the evil rednecks that are trying to, you know, cause our country to, to fall into defeat and not really look at the true issue why people were upset to begin with. Now, I've watched a lot of video that came out of January the 6th that people have put up. And I'm wondering to myself, what about the thousands of hours of closed-circuit TV video, security video? I mean, come on, people. The House of Representatives, the Senate of the United States of America, do you think they don't have any security? <laughs> they don't have cameras. I am amazed beyond words how intentionally, and I'm saying it, this is what my heart just screams, how they intentionally didn't have the needed security on January the 6th. A lot of people that were embedded in those groups egging it on appear they may have been FBI agents. Wow. Wow. And so when people say maybe January 6th was an effort by the deep state, the brenners and clappers of this world, i it's not that far-fetched. We've done worse in our nation's history around the world. And so as people are no longer thinking about it, and we have political prisoners, people, because they were in Nancy's chair, have been in isolation solitary confinement for months while people that committed murders during black lives matters protest got out of jail without a bail you can burn down a building no no trouble let you go we're not even going to chase you so there's been two standards and this angers me our nation is in peril our nation is in deep trouble and then there's some stories that come out that give you a, a nice little feeling. I want to share this really quick. And, and it kind of goes to the mindset. And there's a Republican candidate for, candidate for the state Senate in Connecticut. Now, if you know Connecticut, it is a very blue state. And we have a situation where just the other day, a Republican candidate for the state Senate in Connecticut flipped a seat, made it Republican, where supposedly Joe Biden won with twenty over 25% above the Republican in the 2020 presidential election. Ryan Fazio, member of the Greenwich, Connecticut's representative town meeting, defeated a gun control advocate, who had never held political office, by, by about 3% in a wealthy, suburban, supposedly, uh, you know, Democrat, uh, soccer mom district. I think the narratives are beginning to fall apart. I think people are beginning to wake up. I read stories, and I was looking at some stuff online. Of, I Like I say, I was in broadcast engineering for years, and And I have been on a few occasions to the National Association of Broadcasters uh, annual convention. And I've been to the radio uh, radio seminar ones as well over the years. I'm not going anymore because I'm retired from that. I really don't do anything. It isn't I couldn't justify the expense. But now they're going to make you be vaccinated to attend. And I was looking at some comments, you know, from people that are in the broadcast industry. And, you know, there's that group that says, oh, come on, man, just get the shot and come on down. Let's party in Vegas. And others that are surprisingly, you know, saying, I'm not so sure. Uh, show me the long-term studies. Ah, don't worry about it. The CDC says it's okay. It's got to be okay. And I disagree. And I think you understand, those that listen to this program understand why. In order for the vaccines to be given full FDA approval in September, that means we are short-circuiting the normal process to really guarantee safety. Hmm. I'm telling you, uh, there are things happening. There was a story, and this is from Washington State, and then I'm going to get into some other things about why I believe that we are closer to Jesus' return. I'm not going to tell you the day or the hour or the year or century, but every day we move a step closer. That's obvious. But I saw something that really disturbed me, and this comes out of Vancouver, Washington. In Vancouver, a middle school teacher recently has come under fire after a very disturbing post on Facebook. Now, this is a middle school teacher. She's 52 years of age. Physical education teacher. And she writes, I say let them die. Now, who should die? You make a choice not to get your shot for any reason. You should not be allowed health care. You should just die. And then people are agreeing with her. I'd like to agree with you. This is so stupid. Unfortunately, I can't bring myself to wish ill evenly upon the ignorant. Well, maybe we aren't so ignorant. Because when I ask people questions, what are the long-term ramifications? How is this a vaccine? And then people that are all pro do this, get your shot. They can't answer basic questions. So when did the FDA approve this? Oh, I guess they approved it. No, they didn't. Oh, they didn't? Yeah, they haven't. And you have people that that go, yeah, less people using up our limited natural resources. Let them die. Let them all die. And nobody can answer the question. Nobody could answer the question to this day. What are the long-term effects? The answer is we don't know. Many people in the community are questioning this teacher's Shall we say, mental abilities? Her name is Janine uh, Kolkomo. That's Janine Kolkomo. And her volatile comment, you know, is <laughs> fail to stop there. In fact, they, they grow more extreme. She said if we're lucky, we can cut out 30% of the population that votes the wrong way, like Trump voters. Let the Hunger Games begin, let them die. People, if you have kids in a public school, this is why you need to get them out. This is the kind of reprobate, evil, satanic creature that is standing in front of your children in a classroom or with them at a gym. in a gym. I guess she's all for transgendered kids choosing any bathroom of their choice. And the, the school can't decide what to do about her. Many people are questioning her mental capacity. I'm comm- I'm, I'm, I question her spirituality and her moral compass with her threatening and biased views. She wants Trump supporters dead. She is the one indoctrinating your children. St. Paul said it best, get out from among them and do not touch the unclean thing, which is the public schools. It is filthy, dirty, and deranged in most parts of the country. Putting your child in there with a face mask, with them probably demanding in the not-too-distant future that your 10-year-old get the stupid COVID shot so the teacher won't die and make them wear a face mask while they're being indoctrinated on critical race theory gender dysphoria, and in the state of Oregon, good old Kate Brown comes to the rescue. No longer do we have standards on mathematics, social studies, or English. Those, we don't need grades, just graduate them and push them through. This is the world we live in. This is the world we live in. I'm telling you, The culture in our schools is tolerant of everything except ideas and opinions that differ with them. That's what it comes down to. The day is coming, my friends, that we're seeing it happen. I never believed 30 years ago our nation could be like this. But see, those that are the enemies of Christ did believe it. And you know why they believed it? You want to know why they believed it? It's because they knew the education system, our colleges, universities, and schools were gradually being consumed and swallowed up by the left, and they run the agenda. Now, it's funny. That same school um, has had troubles before. There was a lawsuit that claimed a substitute teacher, you know, came to school on a non-school day no students around and he had a make america great again hat and so uh, they they considered that aggressive and hostile in the parking lot for him to and i can't repeat the language you know what's the you know what deal with you and your hat this is what the is came just screaming obscenities berating him yelling at him calling him a racist a bigot a homophobe a liar a hateful person Yeah, see, that's the the teacher culture in the state of Washington. It is morally, intellectually, spiritually bankrupt. If you have kids or grandkids in schools in Oregon or Washington State, get them out. California, get them out. New York, get them out. Pennsylvania, anywhere, get them out. If you're in a big city with a blue government, get them out. There are even red states and big cities you can't trust. I'm telling you, we are coming to, to a time unprecedented. Jesus says, take heed that no man deceive you. Many will come in my name and saying, I'm the Christ, and some will follow him. Many will hear, you'll hear about wars and rumors of wars. Don't be troubled, these things must happen. We've been going through this process for a long time. Persecution is the name of the game for those that truly follow Christ. The United States was given a period of respite. And now we get to be like the rest of the world. In many parts where we're going to be persecuted, those that believe in Jesus are going to be are going to be shunned. This whole thing with a vaccination passport, this is a precursor to see just how far we can go to have people take a mark upon themselves. I mean, the people are openly calling that you can't shop in a grocery store. You know, Don Lemon, CNN said that. If you're not vaccinated, you can't come to the store. Let you just, just starve, just die and starve until you get the shot. And then you ask people like Lemon, what will the shot do to me? I don't know. But, you know, they say you need to take it so you don't get COVID. <laughs> and we talked about that yesterday. What Americans don't want to listen to is a, is verse 9 of chapter 24 of the book of Matthew. Oh, we, we don't mind about the wars and rumors of wars. We don't mind nations rising against nations, kingdom against kingdom, you know, because so many of our our, our Christian friends Well, they they believe in the thing called the rapture. You know, the get-out-of-tribulation-free card. They don't want to listen to verse 9 because it messes up their rapture theory. Then they shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Now, wait a minute, Bob. The rapture, don't you know I'm going to get out of here? Right now, I think we're coming into a time of tribulation. Whether it's the great tribulation, I do not know. I cannot tell you with any certainty. And then shall many be offended and will betray one another, and they will hate one another. False prophets everywhere. That's what it says in verse 11, verse 12. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that endure, that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Hey, tough times are coming. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. But right now, I want to I share something real quick before we run out of time today. I keep thinking about a song I heard way back. I guess it was like 1969, 1970. Paul Stuckey of the group Peter, Paul, and Mary, he had a, an album out. Everybody knows his wedding song, but they don't know this one that well. That even in these times of persecution, and, and and the Lord is calling a lot of his people to be in a different place, to be ready for an uncertain time. World War II, I've, I've read so many stories about how Christians were provided places and ways of sanctuary during that evil time under Nazi Germany. And I think God's preparing his people for... A very difficult time ahead. And I, I keep going back to this one song I heard many years ago called John
2: Henry Bosworth. John Henry Bosworth, late in 68, decided that the time had come to settle his esteem. The riots of the summer, Creeping in the falls we so back his family in the car he chose to leave it home. the door Every piece of scripture and every prayer Do you see?
0: All I can say is, where did the time go? We'll pick this up tomorrow. I want to really get deeper tomorrow, if we can, into more of what the Bible has to say about the world in which we live. I think it'll be an eye-opener for many of you. And yes, there is hope in all of this bad news that's out there. We'll get to that, too. If you believe in our work, would you write us at our program address, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. That's 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. That's our secure box in Sky Valley, Georgia. Two words, Sky Valley, Georgia. And our zip code is 30537. That zip code again, 30537. Until tomorrow, may God bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman.